Brad and Fritz, Brad and Fritz, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune into Brad and Brit. It's the Brad and Brit cast. The one we do on Thursdays, the last one we do for the week. Yeah. And it's uh, extra special, which means it's just like all the other ones. <laughs> it's uh, another government shutdown, and I feel fine. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, am I glad that that we flew two weeks ago to come back to the United States. Yeah. yeah. Transit one. Because, again, you know, th- there's this category of people that you never want to be performing their job while they're thinking yeah. about extraneous stuff, like your brain surgeon. Surgeon, okay? any surgeon yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you don't want him thinking about, you know, the alimony or what you just, just want him <laughs> exactly. about you. Okay? Exactly. Air traffic controllers, you don't want them thinking sure. about the fact that they're coming into work and they're under extraordinary pressure from the minute they walk through the door to the minute that they sit down to the minute that they're looking at those screens and making sure that uh, everything is running smoothly at every airport, large and small, in this country. You don't want them thinking about the fact that they're not going to be getting paid temporarily for whatever. You just don't want them thinking about that. You just say, no, stay on the plane, right? Uh, the border agents, it's kind of rich to complain about the problems at our border, of which there are many, southern border I speak of, and defund the border patrol, at least temporarily. That's what they're doing. That's what to they're use doing. a uh, an important word, defund. Yeah, what you're doing. Um, so this one, this uh, one by, feels. By the way, Brent, all the, all those topics were covered a lot during the debate. Every, every no, not. I don't think that no. um, the the spin the Republicans are able to give that ah, uh, you know, it's both sides' fault. They just can't get together. I don't think that's working but, this time. What do you mean this time? It's never worked. <laughs> Have you? Have you ever seen the Republicans shut down the government? And you've been around as long as I have in the in the age of government shutdowns. You've seen them all just like I have. Have you ever seen one work out to the favor of Republicans? They're the only ones that do this. That's true. E- even true. though, as we know, both sides are to blame. Oh, it's a, the oh they just can't get together. Why can't these yeah. two sides get together? I don't understand. Right, right. <laughs> And they're, they're going to come out on the short end. And one of these times, one of these times, there's going to be a government shutdown and a plane is going to crash. Yeah. And there is happen. a mistake that's going to be made. Right. And we're already hearing already the last few months, the last few years about a lot of close calls, not just in the air, but on the ground at major airports. Yeah, that's just frightening shit. It just is. Yeah. It just is. And, and that's another thing. You don't play around with this stuff. You don't no, do that. And they do. There's just stuff you don't there's just stuff you don't fuck around with. You don't you don't go up to your gas tank and go, I think I'll put a little water in there, see how that works. You just don't you don't do that. You just don't oh, to do stretch that. it to get more mileage. Out yeah, of the, yeah, uh, I just, of gas. I, yeah, I just throw a couple of gallons of water in the but, gas tank. I don't Brent, think it's gonna be Brent, bad. No, no, you don't start off with a couple of gallons. You just a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. <laughs> until, until the engine seizes up while you're going 65. You just don't fuck around with stuff like that. Like, I, I think I, I'm, I'm going to put like a couple, just a couple of fingers in this socket just to see if it, it works or not. I don't think it's going to be a problem, but I'll just go Wait, ahead. Just, just a couple start of with this one. Start with this one. That <laughs> It's the dumbest shit. And I, I will also say about this before we move on from this. Um, it, it appears that Matt Gates and Kevin McCarthy are going to kill each other. It, it appears before before Sunday, the two of them are going to be found with, with their hands around each other's throats, apparently. And, you know, I don't know who I'm rooting for in that one. I don't know. I'm probably rooting for McCarthy. But there's an addition by subtraction thing in that, you know? Uh, Britt, you don't have to take a side. <laughs> it's like when the, the Cowboys play 
the Washington football team. Or you don't yes. have to pick a side. They both it's suck. Just, they're, they're, both. They're, they're really, I mean, they're real. This is, this is like 19th century shit that you used to hear about, like in the cloak room, cloak room with people beating each other with canes and shit like that. That's what this feels like. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to fact check Keith Olbermann here. And we do okay. this to ourselves a lot, but not on our own podcast. And it's, and I hate doing this. I hate doing this. Is just picky you and shit. But it's it's so frequent, and and he obviously is ten times more brilliant and a better broadcaster than you and I will ever be. Let's just put that. I, I'm more than willing to say that. But he's his own worst enemy, and as a result, he's been fired way more than you. And yeah. I have, yeah. albeit from better jobs and better with jobs. better severance. Yeah, that's true. Okay. <laughs> uh, and now he's doing a podcast and I think it's doing really, really well. And he's calling it countdown like the old MSNBC show. And he's got the, I guess the rights to use the old music. It's very familiar. It's, uh, it's well done. It's well produced. It's cut together nicely. Very few mistakes made there by the, the people who edit his podcast, but he's sloppy sometimes. And he'll say things and I'll go, hmm, is that really true? You sure about that? And uh, on the Thursday Countdown with Keith Olbermann podcast, he went after the New York Times very briefly, as you'll hear, for giving full equivalency to Trump and Biden going to Detroit to see the uh, UAW strike, the UAW workers, which, of course, that's, of course, not true. Uh, Trump wasn't going to the picket lines. He wasn't going to see union workers. He was going to a non-union plant, which, I don't know, to your ear, Britt, that's been pretty widely reported leading up to what's happened the last few days. Trump was not going to be on the picket lines. He wasn't going to take that side. Right. He's going to do what he was, he's been doing for the last years, which is just basically go and lie yeah. to non-union workers and pretend that he's on their side and doing them a favor by trying to undercut the uh, union that represents workers in the same industry who want to make up for the fact that during the Obama administration, and that's right, it was the Obama administration that saved the auto companies. And of course, Trump lies about that and claims that he saved the auto companies during his term. So it just start with that baseline of lies. But it really bugged me when I heard this this morning. And it is reporting that both Biden and Trump went to see striking auto, quote, union members in Detroit. That's a quote from the goddamned New York Times. (laughs) But in fact, only Biden did that. Trump instead went to see scab auto parks workers in a non-union factory in a stunt arranged by the owner of the factory and by an organization that is trying to decertify Starbucks union. But of course, to make that distinction is too difficult. One is a mouse and one is an elephant, but that takes too much time. Doesn't make a good headline and it isn't balanced. And the Republicans might complain. We are owned by a right-leaning corporation after all. I thought, did the Times really report that Donald Trump was going to see union workers equivalently to what Joe Biden was doing? So it took me about four seconds to find, I'll say, the latest article about this, which was from the uh, 27th. That would be Wednesday. And even the headline says, Trump tries to court blue-collar workers at a non-union factory. Mm -hmm. And then it reads, former President Trump rallied at a Michigan auto parts factory on Wednesday night, vying for the support of blue-collar workers after Biden appeared at a picket line with striking UAW workers. In other words, the Times never said, as far as I could tell, Donald Trump was going to see union workers in Detroit. Right. 
it, it, they just weren't. You know, and there's a lot of things that the Times misses gets wrong, but they're not that stupid. The goddamn right. New York Times. And they, they weren't trying at any level to, uh, sn- by the way, the New York Times is made up of mostly union workers. <laughs> Remember? They, they've had strikes there. They just had one, I think, what, two years ago. A lot of union people there. They're not going to cover for Trump and lie. I love you, Keith. His podcast is fantastic. I love it. But God damn it. You know, he needs he needs to pay somebody. Somebody to to, to check him and to edit yeah, him. Something when he makes these kinds of statements. Because they're they're so they're so vociferously bold that they damn well better be true all the way through. And if he's going to say things like that about the Times, he needs to tell you what day they said that, what article it was, so that you can reference it. Or he should link to them on the readout of his podcast. There's a lot of ways to do that. There's many ways to do it, yeah. Many ways to do it, right. But anyway, we love you, Keith. We love you, but but Jesus, in the words of the late, great Frank Reynolds of ABC, God damn it. Get it right, nail it down. He's always, but he's always like so into the gotcha thing. Like, and it's, and sometimes you go out of your way and you, you don't got them. <laughs> you know, he's well, so yeah, right, self righteous. The need to get them on on that, but you didn't even have them to get. But it, it's and that's and, and that's probably the problem with Keith Olbermann. You and I both enjoy him. Like you said, I think he's been great in sports. I think he's been great in what he's doing now. Uh, but sometimes he's a little self righteous, a little bit, oh. just a little bit. <laughs> But he's aware of it. Yeah, he is yeah, aware he is. of it. He is, and he's the first one to rip himself when necessary. But I think a lot of this just goes zoom right over his head, and then no one says anything right about it. It's kind of a problem with uh, successful, powerful people. Yes, sir. Yes, Mr. <laughs> president. Yes, Mr. Trump. We know what. Let's not get the president mad at us. Huh. I'm sure the good people who uh, distribute his podcast, the people that I heart, they, they go over everything with a fine tooth comb. And if there's any problem oh, at all, they make sure that he's aware of it. <laughs> now, you you have a specific assignment, and, and it was kind of a double dose. It was Trump visiting those non-union workers and the Republican debate. I watched nary a minute of the Republican debate. I've seen a little bit of the cover of the media pieces and, and stuff. Uh, from here, it looked like a shit show. But if I call it that, I'd have to apologize to shit. Uh, so if you would, please take the floor. If you want to start with the Trump thing first and then uh, move into the, the debate, I'd love for that to happen. Uh, well, I have uh, some interesting background on the Trump appearance uh, before the UAW. No, he, it wasn't before the UAW. <laughs> We're watching it and it was run live on Newsmax and One America News, you know, those, those, uh, yeah more fringy, but gaining on Fox in the ratings uh, further to the right channels that uh, you can get them fairly easily. I don't. I think they even uh, stream themselves live if you're desperate to see them or if you have just the Roku thing on your TV. You don't even have to be a subscriber no. or a payer to Roku. I mean, no. I bought a, a, a fairly cheap, sharp Call yeah. TV ten years ago, and it's got the Roku thing on there. I can I can watch these channels. If you get the Roku channels, I think it's also on Pluto. If you have Pluto, yeah. which is owned by Paramount, yeah. yeah. And we're watching. And you know, Trump's not saying anything different than he always says, and he's he's lying. And uh, you people who build cars, you know that Biden wants all the cars to be built in China and he wants to sell you out and you know just all crap, just just the usual. And there's people holding up signs that say, you know, UAW for Trump, okay? Which by the way, that's the kind of thing that Trump does on purpose to help confuse people. Because again, if the average person didn't know better and they saw the pictures of Trump speaking in Detroit at a plant that builds stuff and there's a bunch of signs, professional signs that say uh, UAW for Trump. Go, well, okay, well, that's the same as what, uh, what Biden did. We find out that the, the union signs 
that were being held up were being held up by the non-union people who were attending the event. And that's who the event was for. Remember, it was not for the UAW. It was for the non-union workers at this auto parts plant in Clinton Township, Michigan. Uh, The Detroit News was there. They reported on Trump saying that the uh, UAW negotiations, quote, don't mean as much as you think. Oh, really? Of course not. About four to 500 Trump supporters were inside the facility. The company called Drake Enterprises employs about 150 people. The UAW does not represent their workforce. It wasn't clear how many auto workers were in the crowd for the speech, which was targeted at them. One individual in the crowd who held up a sign that said union members for Trump acknowledged she wasn't a union member when approached by a reporter for the Detroit News after the event. So what we call that is labor gaslighting. (laughs) Just made that up on the spot. Another person (laughs) with a sign that read auto workers for Trump said he wasn't even an auto worker when asked for an interview. Both people would not provide their names. So. Of course, this is Donald Trump's entire life on display here. Just a little representative moment of it. A complete fraud, a complete lie, a complete scam, a complete attempt to fool anybody who isn't really uh, tuned in to the reality and the facts of the moment and the atmosphere. And will he have uh, gotten away with it? Probably not to any big degree. Because how many people saw that on on Newsmax who weren't predisposed to already be Trumpers anyway? The answer is two people. I'm one of them. Okay. My wife's the other one. We're we're the only two. (laughs) Well, it's also like another thing that like people who are Republicans who have been taught to hate unions their entire lives. He's not going to suffer any penalty among those people for allegedly, at least on the surface, supporting a union. Right. Any other guy that goes out there, and if DeSantis, let's just use him as an example because, you know, whatever, he's out there and he's like, man, I support this union. The union needs to get paid more and 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 come on, you guys, pay these people more and help with their benefits. Other Republicans be like, hey, fuck you. Unions are socialist pieces of shit. Boo! Right? Yeah, but Trump, Trump didn't support, doesn't support the union. He never but did. It- he's been an anti-union guy. He built Trump Tower. With uh, 324 imported Polish workers who were paid off the books at $4 an hour to help build Trump Tower. He loved that. That was a great thing. It's never stopped since then. To those people yesterday, if you're just looking at it and cruising by, oh, it looks like he's supporting a union. Well, I'm a lifelong Republican. I hate unions. But in this case, I'll give him a pass. As he gets a pass with everything. That the unions support him. Yeah, even so. (laughs) Even so. It's like. What's Trump all about? It's about confusion. Mm-hmm. it's about chaos it's about oh they're all the same yeah all the union people they're, 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 they're. but that's to me that that's also kind of a sign that the unions are winning if it's seen as a popular thing that he can jump in front of and associate himself with then that's something that he's done even he even an asshole like him is a front-running clown but it shows me that the unions have some sort of momentum at least in this country at least at this yeah, moment be, in time but because this is not just about the single issue. Of course. And why does Trump get, you know, 40, 45% of unions voters voting for him? Yeah. Why is that? Well, it's obviously not because he's on their side on the economics of anything. They've been sucked in. They've been tricked. They've been apprenticed probably 20 years ago into thinking this is a strong guy. And he, he really is on my side on, on on everything. And then they block out what's in their own economic interest. And they listen to him lie about how he, I give $28 billion to the farmers. I saved the U.S. Food. Right. And they block out the fact that when the backs were against the wall back in 2007, 2008, all American industry, especially our auto industry as the uh, huge massive recession was taking place workers who built cars took it on the chin and sacrificed 
as part of the bailout package for the companies to continue on. And they haven't had any kind of meaningful raise since then. Think about that, 2007, 2008. So they're going for the gold here. They're going for a 40% or so uh, increase in wages. They're they're going for a, a cutback week from 40 to 32 hours and and all kinds of things which is it's a big bite of an apple that they're they're trying for are they going to get that exactly i don't know the car companies say that that's too much that we're already investing all this money and losing tons of it in trying to keep up with tesla a non-union company with workers who make uh, 32 dollars an hour i think the the big three Automaker workers in the union are making upwards of 60. They want to go up to about 80 an hour. That's the total with all their benefits. Right. But they're competing against the electrification and they're blaming Biden specifically. They're saying this is Joe Biden's fault. And that's what Donald Trump was saying yesterday. I'll cut through all the shit. Donald Trump was saying to these non-union workers that the future for America is fuck electric cars completely they suck they're too expensive and you can't get electric uh, uh you, you can't get them charged anywhere and you're chicken shit and uh, you know he, he went to every uh, problem with electric cars that's out there that's in the process of being solved over time and it will be uh and we're gonna just drill for more oil that's the answer to our problem and he said stupid things you ready for this one yeah, I, I, I didn't write it down, but he said this. Do you know that the United States has 500 years worth of gasoline? Yeah, you texted that to me and John. That was funny. He said it. Well, 500 years it would of be, gasoline. It would be funny. It would be funny if it wasn't so ridiculous, if it wasn't so wrong, right. and if it would ever get pointed out. Okay? That's the frustration of it the numbness of everyone to the outrage that this thing is, this thing that walks among us. Mm. So that was the first part of your evening. And then uh, from the Reagan library in Simi Valley, California, it's the Republican debate. The the more important question you're supposed to ask is at what point did you bail? Yeah. On the Trump thing or the, or or either or both. Well, I had to bail on the Trump thing because, of course, he started late and he ran past eight o'clock. And, uh-huh. uh, and Britt, that is a painful. That's a Sophie's Choice kind of thing. <laughs> Which one of these am I? Yeah. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna watch both at once. I wasn't gonna do that. I could. I could do it. I could watch you know, on my iPad and, and on the TV. I could do, it, but I'm not. <laughs> that much brain damage was just re- really not conducive. I think to the rest brain of your damage. life. Brain, brain damage. Brain damage. damage. Uh, I bailed probably 20 minutes after the first commercial break. I think they went about an hour before they, they broke and it was so pathetic. (laughs) It was so horrendous. It was so off point. And the, the moderators, Stuart Vaughney. Yeah. He is still alive. uh, He still, he still gets a paycheck. Stuart Varney, uh, what's her name? Who was Dana Perino? uh, Dana Perino, and uh, a woman from from Univision. They never had a chance. They never had a chance because all of them, all of them, were not going to let anybody else get a word in. So you know they were talking over each other. Actually, worse than you and I. (laughs) That's not fair, Brad. The two of us. That's not fair. Um, yeah. And there were so many good questions about important right now topics that they could have asked, but they just avoided. Should Bob Mendez resign? <laughs> I wanted them to do that. <laughs> I wonder all of these Republicans, and they would all, except for Chris Christie, I'm sure. Uh, all of them would say, well, you know, it's up for the people of uh, New Jersey to decide. And uh, 
you know, you're innocent until proven guilty, and the presumption of innocence is the bedrock of our judicial system, which we support, but the Biden administration has weaponized the Justice Department against Donald Trump. I want to hear them all say that. But of course, that never came up. Uh, The fact that the person who wasn't there, he who was barely named, who was up by pick your pick your number 30 40 50 50 points and is a uh, is a cinch right now barring something else happening to be the nominee you would think by the second debate that they would all just go hail mary and train their guns on trump but that would not be a that would not happen that did not happen it can't happen they're they're afraid they're just plain afraid i mean again brit if 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 i was a moderator i certainly would have asked what is your opinion of donald trump threatening the outgoing uh joint chief of staff staff yeah joint chief of staff yeah. General Milley. Threatening to that. murder what, him. <laughs> is, is that an appropriate thing for a president, an ex-president, or a candidate for president to do? What do you think of an ex-president, a would-be president, threatening the free press of the United States beginning with NBC? But, you know, first they came for NBC, then they're going to come for you, right? Right. There are all these. What do you think of his attacks on the judicial system? And again, I guarantee you that uh, Chris Christie would have been the only one as a former federal prosecutor himself who probably had lots of death threats in in his day. They all get them, especially in the case of Chris Christie, because he prosecuted Jared Kushner's father. Well, yeah, I'm I'm sure they took that well. (laughs) I'm sure they took that well. The the um, thing that I saw from Christie was the very rehearsed Donald Duck line, which would it came off like terribly, didn't it? You know what? They're, they're go- well, there's the worst line. Oh, that was that fell flat. So big fucking deal. That's not the point. <laughs> it's not, not the point. The- you, you know, yeah, I'll tell you what they missed. I'll tell you what they all missed. I can't believe this. I cannot believe. That there they are at the the Reagan Library. You know the setting. The the stupid yeah. airplane is is yeah. there. Uh, the background uh, shoots out into the mountains. Yeah, there in in, in Southern California, it's a, it's a beautiful scene, and it's the uh, Ronald Reagan. I can't believe that one of them didn't look at the others and say, "There you go again." Ah. I can't. <laughs> I can't believe nobody did the you know, "There you go again," which was one of Reagan's great cut down lines and i also can't believe that somebody didn't refashion and you're right the chris christie line was of course planned out there were several other ones by other people they did the same thing to try to get to a uh, a punch line and by the way if you're having a corporate gathering and you're looking for a great stand-up to really bring down the house my suggestion mike pence that guy is a oh. riot Woo! he is Woo! Mr. Personality, uh, Mike Pence. Oh, and you know uh, what? If you need him to, he'll work blue. Sometimes he will work blue for. I was. I look at him sometimes when he's in those settings. I go, "Is that is Robin Williams still alive? Holy shit, that's amazing!" You're right. You're right. You know, it's just a nonstop. <laughs> it's the greatest machine gun like joke here, joke <laughs> there. You you can't even breathe. You, you don't even have a chance to catch your breath because he's just killing you. He's just. <laughs> Uh, not going to be. I also can't believe that someone didn't, and you you get some writers to to help you refashion the great devastating line that Reagan used to foul off the age difference between him <laughs> right and Walter Mondale when he right. said, "I will not use the age of my opponent." Uh, as I can't remember how he said it, it was, a, it was agent and experience of my opponent. Agent and, ex- right. and, and you know what? This was your chance to go after Donald Trump 
for being old. Why will they not go after Donald Trump for being old? Is that not allowed to be mentioned? Or is he just not old because he's all of three years younger than Joe Biden? And so the question becomes, who is in more denial of the age of their candidate, Democrats or Republicans? I would definitely say this is a both sides do it kind of thing. Both sides play a cognitive dissonance, uh, but then you have to, to, to factor those out and say that they cancel each other out and go, well, who do I want? Do I want old or crazy? <laughs> old or anti-American? Old or plotted to overthrow the government? Do I want old uh stole government documents, the most treasured secrets of our government. Which one of the, so yeah. But they don't, they don't they, jack they, off. They, they, they miss those chances. They miss those chances. But they don't jack off the Reagan the way they used to. They just don't. And part of that's because Trump has just like what Trump has done is so different uh, than Reagan. I don't even know. Like when, when he says he's the best president ever, he like, the guy who's number two is like Lincoln. He, I don't even think he puts, I don't even know if he put Reagan in the top five. It just seems like the Republican Party doesn't acknowledge. They just, they just used to jack off to Reagan throughout the entire 90s. Well, they were crazy see, about but, it. Uh, I know, I'm going to have to explain this to you. Yeah. When something this great comes along, <laughs> it, uh, you know what? It, it's like Tom Brady breaking all the records. Is there, <laughs> is there ever, Johnny Unitas, Bart Starr, Joe Montana, name it. No, no, there's just one guy. (laughs) There's just no one else ever played quarterback except Tom Brady. And no one else was ever as great a president as Donald Trump. And why is that? How is that? How do I know that? Because he says it. it. And they listen. And he repeats it and he repeats it (laughs) and he repeats it. And they listen. And just like Cassidy Hutchinson's dad, it all started nationally with Jeff Zucker greenlighting The Apprentice on NBC, the NBC yeah. television network yeah. that started to fail. So they tried to revive it and called it The Celebrity Apprentice, and it limped along for a few more years. But that was enough. That was enough. Now, celebrity, The Apprentice shows came several years after we'd already been softened up with Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, right? <laughs> That, that was on a long time ago before The, the Apprentice. And, and this was kind of the, the personification of that. Because very often on that, that show with Robin Leach, Lifestyle, it would be somebody you'd never heard of, right? You'd, you'd find out that the, you know, this person is a billionaire. Like, like I remember one show had the guy who uh, invented the Nautilus machine. Oh, yeah. Okay. And he was already uh, fairly old. He invented the machine, I think, in the in the fifties or sixties, and then it caught on, and he became a bazillionaire. You didn't know who it was, uh, but Trump was was already a name by the time the Apprentice hit. A faded name, an irrelevant name, but mm-hmm. certainly a name that 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 people knew. And the building was there, and there were other properties already that he had that he had bought. And it worked. It it worked. And uh, we're, we're paying the price today. We're paying the price hard. And to watch this playbook being used again and again and again. And uh, one place that Oberman is, <laughs> he's 100% right, is that the overall coverage, and we've kind of talked about this in our own way here, the overall coverage of Trump as a candidate, as kind of a normal candidate who's just way ahead. He's just doing really, really well because uh, people really like him in the Republican Party without mentioning his record and his record now, including 91 felonies, being uh, judged this week to be a complete fraud with his company about to be uh, drawn and quartered and sold off for a pennies on the dollar uh brit have you put in your bid for that gold toilet no i I, I, that one passed right by me i'm sorry so to speak yeah Yeah. uh 
he's he's getting he's getting a pass. He's just getting a pass, and the amount of coverage of uh, anything trivial related to uh, Joe Biden's age is magnified off the charts. Brent, have you heard about those crazy shoes that, that Joe Biden is wearing now? Yeah. Brent, have you ever have you ever been to, oh, say, any city in the United States? <laughs> have you ever seen, for instance, young women, they might take public transportation or they might drive into the city. What do they do before they get out of their car? They change their shoes. Shoes, yeah. And they put on what kind of shoes? Comfortable shoes to walk oh, yeah. around that, in. That's correct, they? yeah. Right. And so when they do it, it's just smart. When Joe Biden does it, it's just proof that he's old and is not fit to be president because the last thing we want is a uh, president who's wearing appropriate shoes so that he doesn't fall down. But you know what? It gets covered. It gets covered just like that. Um, so I, from what I understand, Nikki Haley kind of gets credit for not being, she looks like a, a half, half an adult in the room. Doesn't matter. Yeah. It's just, it's just so irrelevant. The, she's auditioning, idea. she's auditioning to be like a, a TV commentator or something. Yeah. She was already in his cabinet the first time. She ain't got, nobody, none of these people are going back and they're not going to be invited in anyway. Uh, but you never know. When Trump accepts the nomination, he's just the kind of guy that would say, I forgive all of you, blanket forgiveness, right? And then that will be portrayed as Donald Trump, mensch. Good guy. Yeah, he doesn't right. hold a grudge. If yeah. anything you can say about Trump, he never holds a grudge. That's and him. This is just proof of that. That's yeah. him. Yeah. 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 You know what? Uh, maybe he'll call Mitt Romney. And offer to humiliate him again, yeah. <laughs> as he uh, as he runs in the general election. Mitt, if you if you stick with me, I'll uh, humiliate you again one more time, like we did the last time. So, from what I understand, uh, the the meme that's going around of that creepy DeSantis smile is freaking hilarious. Um, and from people who I trust on this sort of thing, he was so much better than the first one, but he was still just terrible. <laughs> He was still so bad last night because he was, it's a dead cat bounce basically for this guy. Well, the subject of inflation came up. Yeah. And uh, almost unanimously in, in order to, and this is what passes for going after Trump. Okay. Uh, pointing out that on Trump's watch, I think uh, the debt went up by seven and a half billion. I think it's gone up by about five under under Biden. So I think we got. Uh, did I say billion? Yeah, yeah, it's true. You know, I meant trillion. Don't I listen mean. to what I say. Listen to what I mean. Billions Don't is Oberman a... me. Don't <laughs> Oberman me. Yeah, trillion. Seven point eight trillion. I think under under Trump. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Mainly because he blew a hole in the budget because he gave some rich people a tax cut. But please, but wait, continue. Britt, get out your uh, little pocket constitution there. Okay. What what branch of the federal government controls taxing and spending? Well, the spending is the pocketbook has always been uh, the, the House of Representatives specifically, but it's the legislative branch. That's exactly right. So this idea that a president in and of himself, and I'm not fronting here for trump yeah but uh those were bipartisan measures in the teeth of the pandemic right to keep the economy from from falling off the cliff or as trump would would turn it around we had low gas prices then wasn't that great okay that's how he would so so here is desantis who has uh, already starred in a joe biden commercial they grabbed some video from last night's debate and they turned it into a 20-second ad. And it's uh, just Ron DeSantis looking into the, into the camera. Let's see if we can uh, fire this baby up here. And you know who else is missing in action? Donald Trump is missing in action. He should be on this stage tonight. He owes it to you 
to defend his record, where they added $7.8 trillion to the debt. That set the stage for the inflation that we have now. I'm Joe Biden, and I approve this measure. <laughs> That's actually fairly funny. <laughs> now, I, I haven't fact-checked this one yet. I'm just willing to bet you that DeSantis, who was in Congress then, right? Yeah. Uh, when was he first elected? He was in 2018. Okay. Uh, no, he was already governor. I, uh, God damn, I have to keep fact-checking myself. Jesus. <laughs> but from 2016 to 2018, he was still in Congress. So Correct, yeah. He, he probably voted for the tax cuts part of, uh, of the deficit that was run up, the debt that was run up under Trump. And then after 2018, you know... You get a couple more years, and DeSantis is governor, so he's not voting on that anymore. But uh, that's what passes for an attack on Donald Trump. And the Biden campaign uh, quickly turned it around and, and used it to to their advantage. But we're in a we're in a propaganda campaign, the likes of which the world has never seen, that no one's ever seen before, and we don't know how much mis and disinformation is uh, uh, flooding into our our social media sites that being that's being well, sent that's from true. from Russia again we don't know we don't but know but are, are you a, are you monitoring commercial this is done by Biden Harris campaign are you monitoring uh, fox is to see how they're spinning things these days especially when it comes to the government shutdown or anything like that how are they how are they spinning that uh i have i haven't watched it for, for yeah. a couple of days I'm, I'm, you must have seen the uh the uh the piece at the top of media, Jonathan Turley, Jonathan Turley testified today as the uh, Republicans have <laughs> nothing better to do than to just shut down the fucking government I is to uh, start an impeachment inquiry <laughs> against uh, Joe Biden. And Jonathan Turley, yeah. who apparently has decided late in life that he might want to climb out of the tank, testified today that there's really no there there. And what are the Republicans doing? Which I'm sure was a big thrill to the, uh, the, the the Fox folks. But do they not do they not talk to him beforehand? Like, what what are you going to say when you get in there and testify, Jonathan? Well, I'm going to say that you guys are full of shit and you don't have anything on Joe Biden. All right, well, let's roll it. Run the play. I think in a case like with Turley, it's like when we worked at the the, the Fox affiliate in Charlotte. They never told us what to say. Yes. We could say any damn thing we want. They weren't. Yeah, gonna, but if, if you're going to testify, if you're going to testify in in a government setting where you're trying to impeach somebody and you don't have any reason to anyway, you might want to get somebody that at least lie and say there's a good reason to impeach, impeach Joe Biden. Oh, Britt, those those are all the uh, elected members of, of Congress, the crazies <laughs> on the Republican side, which is most of them. Uh, so they got plenty of those. And Turley uh, usually so, is out so of his have, mind. To, so have Turley come in there and undercut them is uh, and Tur- quite a Turley's amusing. usually so far in the tank for Republicans and for, and for him to go, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't go on your trip to crazy town. I just can't do yeah, it. Because he's the kind of guy that if there was just just a sliver, a smidgen <laughs> anything of, of hope that you could get the ball into the end zone, he'd go with it. Give me anything. Just give me anything. I just but give me a morsel. In in the end, maybe someone like Turley has decided. You know, I I want to keep being a law professor. I I, I still want to get invited to some parties. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I don't want to end. I don't want to end up like some of these other guys. Yeah, I, I don't want to be on the side of Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene <laughs> and and Jim Jordan. Maybe this All is right. just not. This is where I'm. I'm more than happy to jump off the off the boat so. well let's talk about uh vivek for a moment because his hair continues to resemble i don't know 1960 elvis what, what was what's going on with his hair what's happening max headroom max headroom baby <laughs> there's a current reference speaking of reagan yeah, yeah. uh max they were headroom. they were smacking around uh vivek pretty good last night yeah uh his 15 minutes is over yeah it's just it's just over i mean he came out guns a blazing in that first debate and you know between then and now he decided well i'm going to moderate that approach i'm not going to be the the crazy guy waving my my hands around my prices are insane he's not going to be that <laughs> i'm crazy vivek <laughs> crazy vivek <laughs> 
uh, and whatever bump he got from that first debate had already receded back. Yeah. So, you know, this is like when you watch the, the Kentucky Derby or some, some horse race and there's just one horse that's uh, 30 lengths in front of the others. And they're just all bunched up in a pack behind the leader. And it really doesn't matter who's quote out in front among that pack. It's irrelevant. You knew the race was over before they made that first turn. Uh, that, that lead horse got out there so quickly. And so it's, it's kind of a waste of time to, to overanalyze whatever was on display. It's just, it's sad. It's pathetic. Again, remember these are fellow Americans who are supporting Donald Trump, someone who led the attempted overthrow of the United States government. That's treasonous activity, but they never use that word. They don't use sedition and treason because it's uh, always tough to prove that in court. But I think there's enough other stuff, 91 felony counts, that he's he's just screwed. But the, the interesting part for us, because, you know, we kind of revel in, in this part of the Trump story, is does this guy have any money? Yeah, I, I got to wonder. Does he have any money because if his life depends on getting elected president and he believes that he believes that his only way to escape prosecutions convictions whatever legal problems that he's in although obviously at the state level this isn't going to matter but but for the sake of the discussion that that he needs to be elected president to not be fitted for an orange jumpsuit. Um, if you were a true billionaire, would there be any amount of money that you wouldn't be willing to spend to really get the best lawyers? And if you dangle enough money out there, even lawyers who would never, ever work, they, they might come. They, they might. Possibly. And none of that has happened. None of that has happened. Not one white shoe blue chip lawyer mm -hmm. is defending Donald Trump not a one so he if he had that much money what's he saving it for I don't know if if he <laughs> that's the question I don't know I don't think he has a a dime and for all we know a lot of his properties, and they're not really his property. So many of them are just license agreements, right? Mm-hmm. It's nothing to do with building them. No, it's and nobody his, wants. His, to... Yeah, what's Brit? What's his brand name worth these days? Not a lot, and yeah. I wouldn't think anybody's going to be <clears throat> licensing the name. I'm not seeing a lot of Trump cologne uh, <laughs> anywhere where I go. Uh, Doug Burgum, there's Mister Excitement. He had a pretty good night, didn't he? <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. <laughs> This is how this is how the New York Times yeah, put it. I mean, he's the, not he's not a stupid guy, and he actually well, he's substantive. So bro he's he broke this. through and said a few things that really were, were, were fairly sensible. But it doesn't matter. It this just is how, doesn't matter. This is how the New York Times has it. They got uh, Nikki Haley first place, and she she was first place last time in August. Pence falls from second to seventh, dead last by their reckoning. Christy stays in third. Tim Scott moving up one spot to fourth. I don't know uh, did why. You, did you know the Tim Scott? Well, I guess he wasn't as shitty as he was in August. I think he was he was a little less shitty. Maybe 10%, 8%. Oh, so you move up by not moving down. Is that well, I mean, like, like I said, Nikki Haley's in first place because she doesn't look like she's, you know, a three-year-old smearing crap all over the walls. Britt, on American Top 40, once a song starts to drop down on the survey it seldom ever reverses itself but it does I, happen I know that once in a while I, once in a I while know. it does come back up they've got vivek going actually up a notch from sixth to fifth Bergham goes up from seventh to sixth and asa hutchinson of course was not there last night and mike pence falls from sixth from second place in, in august to seventh place according to the new york times 
And by the way, in eighth place, the New York Yankees. <laughs> I oh, see what oh, you did there. Oh. <laughs> Good one, sir. 27 World Championship. Shut the fuck up. We're great. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you covered it. And uh, the curtain argument. Did you happen to witness the curtain argument between uh, Nikki Haley and Tim Scott? Um. I had obviously checked out by then. But it was some shit again, that somebody had ordered. For, I mean, like, again, if you had terrorists and you wanted to lock them in the room and make them watch that over and over again, they would admit to everything. They would tell you exactly where the bombs are, where they can find the guys in the caves, everything. Yeah, if you're getting down to talking about things like that, I mean, you got nothing. You're done. You got nothing. I mean, this is just trivial Although she does, she does Nothing win the night with that. I feel, I feel dumber for having heard you or whatever that line she gave Vivek was like. Every time you I, say something, I feel dumber for I feel having heard. Dumber for you know. having heard it. That was a good one. Which not necessarily. You know what? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, he he should have had a comeback to that. Um, you know, if he would say something, like, well, maybe if you'd listen a little more closely, you'd learn something. You know, there's a way to. To, to kind of turn that back around, but I don't think he he had there's, anything there's anything no working way. there. There's no and, way. And, and he keeps lying. He keeps lying about his his roots. He's trying to make it seem this is like Bob Menendez telling you that the reason that he stuffed cash in his coat. And all over his house is because back in 1954, the Fugilencio Batista regime in Cuba was confiscating wealth. Well, let me let me ask you a question, Britt. What's the best way to have your wealth confiscated the most easy way? It would be to have a half million dollars laying and around cash. your house. And <laughs> yeah. have, right. You got a lot, a lot more chance of it being taken than if it's in a financial institution somewhere and uh god oh my uh, so uh ramaswamy keeps trying to paint himself as this guy who uh came up in, in poor circumstances in in cincinnati from immigrant parents who had uh, basically just just crawled into the country no they were they were legal immigrants legal immigrants who came from India, his father, I learned, has never become a citizen. Isn't that curious? He's never gotten his U.S. citizenship. And Ramaswamy says uh, that's a cultural thing. Is it? Well, you know what? It, it, in, in the world of Republican politics, cultural. under normal circumstances, that would be brought up as, why does your father hate America? Right. Right. He would if he was if he right. was a threat to anybody, they would have pounded him on that already. Right. Right. Um, it's almost as if you know Ramaswamy was born in Kenya or something like that. You know. <laughs> yeah. Have we father. seen? Yeah. Have we seen that birth certificate? I'd like to take a look at that if I could. 